Welcome to The Journey Expressed, where we talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. I'm Mel Boyd, and with me is my friend and co-host, Jen Houston. Hey, Mel. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Yes, welcome back to The Journey Expressed. We took the month of July off to rest and get some vision casting for the future. Mm -hmm. And we are now back with a three-part series called Tending Our Roots. These next three episodes will be an intro to our brand new series coming this fall called, should we have a little drum roll? Drum roll. Yes, Becoming Whole, Body, Soul, and Spirit. So Jen, would you kick us off today? Yes. Well, I put a teaser out there at the end of June like not wanting to say what it was, but this is it. And this has been percolating in both of our hearts for a couple of years. And so I just thought I would share first the story of how this whole topic came about. Mm -hmm. And I think... I think it was in 2018, but you know, a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day, and it all <laughs> flows together. Yes. Time, time does that sometimes. Um, but it was several years ago, and I was really praying and seeking the Lord for vision for my life at the time. And um, I was washing the dishes, and I just felt this phrase kind of go through my mind, have something to do with body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. I had never thought about that before, but just those three elements came to mind. And so I was like, okay. So I just kept pondering and praying through that. And I think it was the next day. If not, it was 48 hours later. It was in a very short window of time. Um, I received a phone call from our pastor at the time, Mm -hmm. and he invited me in to a conversation that he was having with a leader in our church about hosting a conference about body, soul, and spirit. That's and amazing. he was like, Jen, I was just sitting here conversing and sharing this with, you know, your friend and on staff at the church, Les, and we were talking about this and wanted to bring in our prayer team leader and inner healing leader into this. And your name came to mind and we wanted to invite you into the planning of this conversation. And I was like, Oh, my word, yes. I don't even need to pray. I've already prayed about it. And the answer is yes. And that just began this journey of discovery of how we as humans are created in three parts. And Mm -hmm. of course we are because we're made in God's image, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the three parts of us are our body, soul, and spirit. So, Mel, you were grafted into that process as well, and we ended up doing a retreat for our church and community. Mm -hmm. We had guest um, speakers. You led worship, and we just kind of went after what does it mean to become whole. Yes. So I'd really like to kind of kick off this intro, really. The next couple of episodes are really an intro to the deeper dive that we're going to be doing this fall with special guests coming in Mm -hmm. and really unpacking with information, revelation, um, which leads to application and ultimately transformation. We want to be transformed into the image of Christ. And so really, this is just scraping the surface, although we have a lot of content to come today. Um, I want to really start out by saying, in Jesus, in Christ, we are each complete and made whole. Mm -hmm. Bam. Done. It is finished. Yes. You know, the, the deal is sealed. In Christ, all of us are made whole. The journey of unpacking how to a- appropriate that wholeness and how to understand it and welcome that into every area of our lives, mm-hmm. body, 
soul, and spirit, that is all a journey. And that's what we're here to unpack. But I just wanted to make sure that that was super clear right off the bat, that we cannot become whole through addictions. We cannot become whole through soul ties and in an unhealthy way. We cannot become whole with codependent relationships and things that um, – in our humanness, we lean into to satisfy something, but really, ultimately, Jesus mm-hmm. is our complete satisfaction. So, um, anyways, we're going to talk about the practical needs of being humans in a human body, and God knows that, our weaknesses, our strengths. We're going to talk about the part of us that is spirit, and then the part of us that is soul. And so, we're going to be talking about this and unpacking this for a long time, um, because we are all on the journey of becoming whole. Um, So really, I wanted to share also another little story is a couple of months ago, my husband and I were watching a show on, um, I don't know, Discovery Plus. This is not a plug for that, but that's where the show is, I think. And it's called From the Source. And it follows a chef named Katie Button, who's an award-winning chef with a famous restaurant in Asheville, North Carolina called Curate. And I hope I'm saying that right. Our producer can correct me because he flows in Spanish. Okay, thank you. Got the thumbs up, Curate. <laughs> and I've honestly had the privilege of eating there twice, and it's truly amazing. It is amazing. You can tell that every ingredient is intentional and mm. beautiful. So I highly recommend it if you're in that area. Check it out. Well, the chef Katie explores the stories behind different ingredients one at a time. And it's like a deep dive into where the ingredient is from what cultures are influenced by a specific ingredient, and the different ways that people use that ingredient. And one of the taglines from the show caught my attention, and it is, tend your roots, the people, places, and practices that nurture you. And immediately my podcast hat went on and (laughs) my friend to Mel hat went on. I was like, ooh, we need to talk about this and make this a faith-based conversation. Um, So that's kind of the inspiration for how we're going to organize this conversation. Mm -hmm. So for practices, we're going to interchange that with spirit, our spiritual practices and what spiritually roots us. Uh, For the places, you know, that's the physical component. And we'll be talking more about body and what physically roots us. And for people, we'll use that as interchangeable for our soul and what mentally and emotionally roots us. So, Katie, thank you so much for the blueprint. Yeah. (laughs) We're taking it from your show (laughs) over here to our show, and I hope that's okay. Uh, We'll put a link to her show in our show notes, so we're not plagiarizing (laughs) anything here. Um, I want to start with some verses, 2 Thessalonians 2.15. Mel, would you read that for us? Yes. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Yeah, so what I want to do with this verse is just say, you know, point out that word traditions. Like the roots that we're going to go after are grounded in traditions of generations that have gone before us in faith. And so we're going to be pointing back to those ancient paths um, of our faith, which leads us to Jeremiah six sixteen. Would you read that, Mel? Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Yeah, we want some rest, don't we, Mel? Yes, <laughs> rest yes, we do. In the midst of chaos. And so part of that is going to look for the ancient paths. Let's go to the spiritual roots of how we are rooted and grounded and what our foundation is. 
Um, and really, just to kind of back up this whole triune way that we're made, you know, there's this thing called dichotomists and trichotomists. There are a lot of Christians who believe we're just two parts, the material part, which would be the things that you can touch, uh, like our body, and then the immaterial part. And they kind of lump together spirit and soul as the animating force within a person. But then there's trichotomists who believe that we are created in three parts, uh, body, soul, and spirit. And I want to back that viewpoint up with some scripture. So Mel, will you please read 1 Thessalonians 5.23? Yes. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks, Mel. And there's another scripture in Hebrews, which we'll get to later, and it talks about the Word of God and how that's like a double-edged sword, and it's sharp enough to cut between soul and spirit. So I'm not here as a theologian. I'm just here as someone who's read the Bible, and this is what it says, and this, that's what I believe, that that these are intimate parts and intricate to how each of us are created. And so here we go. This is going to be... Um, tending our spiritual roots, and that's where that's where we're going today. And so, let's define what tend means. Tend means to pay attention, to apply oneself, to have or take charge of as a caretaker or overseer, to cultivate, foster, and manage the operations of. So that's what we're to do. We are responsible for our own roots. Each one of us listening, each of us here in the studio. We can only be responsible for our own roots. So it's like that calls us to attention. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to pay yeah. attention to what is going on. Uh, a root is the part of a plant which attaches it to the ground or to a support, typically underground, conveying water and nourishment to the rest of the plant via numerous branches and fibers. The basic cause, source, or origin of something, or to establish deeply and firmly a means to cause growth. So we're going to be talking about our spiritual roots, and our spiritual roots attach us to something. Mm -hmm. We either are going to be attached to Christ. um, Spoiler alert. That's Mm -hmm. kind of where we're headed if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, Or something else. And so whatever we're attached to is going to nourish us in some way or another. And I'm going to use the word foundation interchangeably with root because I think scripturally they can go hand in hand. And the definition of foundation is a basis upon which something stands or is supported, an underlying base to support, a body or ground upon which something is built up or overlaid. So we are going to talk about things that ground us spiritually. And of course, God, family, friendships, home life, work, all these realms influence us spiritually. Um, But we need to make sure, Mel, I'm going to do a throwback to June when you kicked us off with some devotions and you called one Switch the Source. Mm -hmm. This is a great dovetail to that conversation, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So we need to identify what source is nourishing us. Where are our roots plugged into? So let's keep on with our defining things. I know this is so teachery and this is so out of what we normally do here at the Journey Expressed, but I really want to set us up for a simple understanding of what these elements are. So 
What is our spirit? Mel, we found this quote online from someone named Susan Hill, and it goes along with everything that we have studied um, over the past couple of years. Would you read this quote to us? Sure. Our spirit is where wisdom, conscience, and communion with God are found. Yeah, and Susan goes on to say that the soul's need for redemption and restoration is the subject of countless books and sermons, but few talk about the problem of an underdeveloped spirit, our main avenue for hearing God's voice. The soul often rules over the spirit as we try to live in the Christian life. In our spirit, we know we're supposed to turn the other cheek, but the soul overrules and we slap back. Maybe even in our minds, not just physically, not mm-hmm. not physically necessarily, but in our minds. Um, the goal in our spiritual life is to bring the reverse. In order for that to happen, the soul needs healing, and we'll get to that in future episodes. But the spirit also needs growth. Ultimately, God wants our spirits to have dominion over our souls. So, really, let's start with Christ. Our spirits need to be rooted and grounded. In Christ. Mel, would you please read Luke 6, 47 through 49? Yes. As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Yeah, so this is a great reminder. You know, sometimes when I get overwhelmed with, I don't know where to pick up in my devotions or in my Bible reading, I will go straight to the red letters. The red letters is everything Jesus said and taught while he was living on earth. And I will just start back there. Um, at just the the foundations of his teachings when he began his ministry. And so we have got to make our foundation, build our foundation on Christ. Mel, would you also read Colossians 2, um, 7 through 9? Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Thanks, Mel. Well, the other two things we need to make sure that we are grounded and rooted in for our spiritual lives and our walk um, of faith is God's love and His Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, this is where our strength comes from. I mean, Jesus ascended into heaven and asked the Father to send the Holy Spirit. We have access to this endless source of comfort, of strength, and of joy. So, Mel, will you read Ephesians three fourteen through 19? For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Hmm. So it's super important to be grounded spiritually in Christ, in His Word, in His love, 
and in the Holy Spirit. And again, this is the tip of the iceberg. We're going to have a whole season to unpack some of these things. A closing thought that I would like to share with with our listeners is why it's important to tend our spiritual roots and why it's important to get grounded and have a solid foundation. Mel, you had read Colossians 2, um, 7 through 9, but I'd like to go back and Colossians 2, 4 gives the warning as to why why it's important to tend our spiritual roots. Colossians 2, 4 says, so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. And Mel, we know the war these days is the war on words, right? Yes. There's actually another word for that, linguistic theft. Oh. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> linguistic <laughs> <laughs> linguistic theft. Wow. Where did you hear that? The, the Mama Bear Apologetics. Okay. We'll have to put a link to that in yes. our show notes. And that is one of our resources that we are reading and studying together um, for the future. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. The war is on words, linguistic theft. Well, we can't afford to be deceived by well-crafted arguments that are part truth flavored mm-hmm. with culture and the values of the world. And I just want to give this one example to our listeners. Like, what the heck does that mean? What's the war on words? And, well, let's just take love is love. Mm-hmm. We've probably all heard that by now or seen a poster with that on it. Well, the world's definition of this is love cannot be defined. Therefore, we define it with itself, which implies that whatever you feel like is love, that is love to you. I just want to point our listeners in the direction of truth. This is not rooted or grounded in anything other than feelings, which can change in a moment. God is actually the only one who can be defined by himself. As he says of himself in scripture, I am the I am. Okay, so he doesn't even say love is love or whatever. He says, I am the I am, period. Like, we can't define any other word with itself except for God. I thought that was profound. Very so thankfully, we have the actual true definition of love in 1 Corinthians thirteen four. Um, Mel, would you share that with us? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Bam. (laughs) Drop the mic. There it is. Jesus. Thank you. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. So we can define things. We can be clear. We can be concise. We can stand on truth. When it comes from Scripture, we know what we're talking about. We're talking about real things, not just conceptual, subjective, feeling-based definitions. And I think that's really important. I even think that's important as parents Mm -hmm. uh, because we're handing the baton to our kids and we're teaching and equipping them. So that's just one example. And I want to turn the corner here real quick to say, how do we tend our spiritual roots? Of course, studying, meditating, and talking about truths from the Bible reading scripture, sharing our testimonies, living life with other believers. Um, And there's all sorts of different ways we can. And I just want to share one story because I know this is so teachery. But one way that I, I like to tend my spiritual roots is, you know, God shows up and gives me dreams. We've talked mm-hmm. about dreams here on the podcast before. 
And recently I was in a conversation with my son. I was having coffee with him. Well, he wasn't having coffee. <laughs> he was having a bagel. It's like, wow, Cohen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mature. I know. And we were just like waking up together. And I said, hey, buddy, did you have any dreams? And he said, no, I can't remember them. Um, did you? I said, no, I can't remember any. Um, and I closed my eyes and just rubbed them to kind of like get the sleepies out. And as soon as I closed my eyes, I remembered I had a dream. And I was like, oh. I just remembered I had a dream, bud, and you were in it. So I had this dream that this woman approached me, and I was standing in my garage, and I felt like she was a door-to-door salesperson. But as she approached me, she held this vial above my head, and I felt, and I remembered physically feeling something come out of the vial and land on my head, and she pulled the vial away, and there was a fly in it. And there was no words. There were no words exchanged, but it was just almost like information exchange. And I knew it was like a flycatcher. And then Cohen in the dream said, can I go with her? And I just let him go with her off to the next house and whatever. Well, as I was telling him the dream, I was like, oh, Cohen, this woman represents the Holy Spirit anointing my head with oil. And the beauty of this moment is I said, Cohen, your favorite, what's your favorite chapter in the whole Bible? And he's memorized Psalm 23. Oh, wow. And he said, Psalm 23. I said, you know where it says he anoints my head with oil? And I said, why does he anoint our head with oil? Well, the shepherds used to anoint the sheep's head with oil to keep the flies away. Wow. And it just all hit me like a amazing weight of glory, I guess. I don't even know how to describe it. And I was like, Lord, you just, you are removing a distraction from me and you are refreshing me and anointing me. And we know oil in the Bible represents joy, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, protection. And so anyways, he removes the flies because the flies would like to attack the sheep be a nuisance to them, keep them from getting the nourishment that they needed to eat Mm -hmm. um, and to absorb nutrients they would get in their nostrils. And Mm -hmm. this is disgusting, but the flaps of skin and lay eggs and that would cause problems. But the oil that the shepherd would put on there would kill those eggs and it would keep the flies away. And Mel, you're going to love this. (laughs) I did some a deep dive on this on my own time. And there were essential oils there were legit essential oils Come on. mixed in with this oil concoction. And if you guys don't know, which now you know, Mel's a little hippie. <laughs> yes. She's a little. <laughs> how many oils do you think you have in your collection of essential oils? Well, I'm not like some others, but uh, I don't know. Over 50. Oh, wow. I was going to guess 40. <laughs> Over 50, yes, yes. And I have tapped your shoulder and said, Mel, I'm having this ailment. What oil do you recommend? (laughs) Well, there are healing properties in oils, as evidenced by he anoints our head with oil. Yes. All right, so I'm going to land. I'm going to land this plane as our just intro, really, to developing our spiritual roots, to tending our spiritual roots. It's really important. It's really important to take a look at the ancient paths of believers who've gone before us from the Old Testament to the New Testament to people who've poured into our lives here that are still living or people who've just gone before us to just take a look, take a spiritual inventory of where's your faith rooted. And um, Mel, you had gone through a season a couple of years ago where you felt like the Lord was taking you through this season of uprooting Mm -hmm. things that were not good nourishment, sources of nourishment. Do you want to share um, any 
anything about that? Well, you know, we pray. You know how they say, don't pray for patience because God will bring patience. (laughs) (laughs) Probably ways you don't want him to bring patience. So I do. I prayed a prayer that, Lord, whatever is keeping me from you, um, I want you to remove it. And that that began just this journey of um, him, yes, uprooting. And I asked him, go to the root of things, God. And he did actually body, soul, and spirit mm. go to the root of what was going on. Because even, you know, there, there can be things in our lives where we just kind of, okay, we'll take the branch off. But, you know, there's still other things. It can pop back up. It can pop back up. Mm. So, um, yeah. So he was definitely uprooting some big things. Well, and you shared before in our podcast about how – um, when your kids were little and your son ki- cut your daughter's hair. Ah. Oh, Jen, thanks for bringing that back up again. <laughs> I love that story. My kids love that story. It's just so out of character of who you are. It's just oh, hilarious. But but you did share vulnerably with, mm-hmm. with us that, you know, that was a root of anger that yes. you went after to get help. Yes. To get set free from. Yeah. So we can do that. Yes. Yeah, we can do that. So, okay, well, I think I'm done. I think there's so much more, so much more that we could share. But, Mel, do you have anything, any closing thoughts about maybe how you can tend your roots and uh, specifically spiritually or any last thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, I think um, really, you know, I shared this in the devotionals too, but um, especially in the Switch the Source, Mm -hmm. you know, is that we really, um, before we do other things, before we go after um, like I said, even simply as going after you know things on looking at social media or whatever, that we go to the Lord first. Yeah, and I need to tell myself that because there are days when I just I get rolling with the day and I'm like, oh Lord, you know. But I but I mean like really focused, connected time mm-hmm. with the Lord, and I just think how key that is in this whole journey, mm-hmm. really. Jen, thank you so much. I've just been sitting here with a lot of, mm, wow. <laughs> you know, I've been your cheerleader over here. But really, thank you because um, I just I want our listeners to know, too, that you are the one who dug into this. Mm. And you did the work to lay this foundation. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, this is so clear mm. and well done. Mel. Thank you, Fred. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Love you, Mel. I love you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to end with Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Mm -hmm. So we pray that encouragement and that blessing over you. And please come back and join us for part two, where Jen is going to continue with this conversation on becoming whole, and she's going to go more into the soul and define the terms and share some more stories. You don't want to miss it. So thank you for listening and joining us on The Journey Expressed.